I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. boys are back, back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Reception, the show. We talked a little bit about Wandale Robinson. Um, but there's an interesting crop of rookies this year, I would say. Which rookie, in your opinion, Matt Harmon, is going to have the best season in 2022? Yeah, I actually went ahead and ranked, I think I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine rookies, I think, that, that have some a, a really good path to immediate playing time. And I, I ranked them, and I have them in tiers because this is the way my brain works. So if you want to just go, we can kind of go down the list, and I can I can tell you like my, my tiers of uh, of okay. these guys in terms of, and I, I actually just kind of ranked this in my head in terms of like path to immediate playing time okay. um, and path to immediate playing time plus like upside. So I'll get my first tier and this is held true all off season. And it's actually my top two prospects from the class, from a talent perspective, okay. it's Drake London and it's Chris Olave. Um, I think those two guys are going to start from week one. I think those two guys are going to, and Drake London, it is worth noting, did get injured in the preseason. We're not like a hundred percent sure at at the time that we're taping this, whether he's going to roll out there, how much, how many snaps he'll play. But I mean, he is on a wide as wide open gets receiver depth chart. I know they have Kyle Pitts tight end. Kyle Pitts is there, not wide receiver. (laughs) Kyle Pitts plays for this team. So in terms of the wide receivers, Drake London, I think, is going to dominate targets. I actually think his game fits really well with Marcus Mariota. Um, so he's number one for me. And number two is Chris Olave. Um, Chris Olave was my favorite prospect from last year's class. Uh, Chris Olave, the best route runner in the class. Uh, Chris Olave, a really great separator against press man coverage, was number one among the prospects charted in success rate versus man and press. Um, I so really like Chris Olave to walk into outside starting receiver job across from Michael Thomas. Um, we'll see. Maybe Jarvis Landry plays ahead of him early in the season. I kind of doubt it. I, right. I think that Chris Olave – also, by the way, great deep threat. We, he's an awesome technician, can separate across the, the field, but really good deep threat, and that lines up obviously really well with Jameis Winston. So those two are in a tier of one to me in terms of like okay. immediate impact, good rookie season guys. 
Okay, and then what about in the next tier? I mean, there's well, still. So wait, another... what do you think about what do you think about those 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 two guys? Like, you, are you agree you agree with me? Like, oh, ones... yeah, man. First of all, you know me. I'm such a sucker for deep ball guys, man. Like, I totally agree with you, hundred percent. Like a thousand percent on Olave. Um, I don't. Again, I'm I'm not Matt Harmon, so I I, I can't like <laughs> judge a lot of the like you know all of the aspects of his game. But I do know this. Oh my God, this dude can absolutely kill it downfield, um, which I love. Um, and so, no, I, I love Alave. Um, obviously, you got to love the speed as well. Um, but yeah, no, Drake London is somebody, and you know, I'm, I'm a big Pac 12 honk, right? So, like, I've seen a yep. lot of Drake London games. And to me, it's like, yeah, okay, this is basically a, a, a Michael Pittman type clone, a guy that can win in contested areas, big body wide receiver. Um, and yeah, like, Guys like that, when, again, you're working with a quarterback that doesn't totally have great accuracy, those guys are going to be best friends, you know? Now, the mm -hmm. injury will set him back a little bit, and we've seen rookies, you know, again, if they don't have that full training camp, they struggle out the gate. So I think out of the gates, Drake London will will struggle to kind of adapt to the speed. Man, when he figures it out, boy, I, I tell you, he's got Mike Evans upside. Like, that's how much yeah. uh, uh, of just a stud – um, in terms of like the measurables and skill set, like he he has it, man. He can absolutely ball. But boy, I tell you, by week six, seven, eight, oh, sign me up, Drake London, all day long. Yeah, and what you're showing on the screen here for for the YouTube folks, the success rate on screens, slants, flats, curl routes. That's what made people sort of compare him to Michael Thomas. You know, his success rate for zone coverage was one of the tops in the class too. Like this is a guy who can absolutely separate, but he's just a monster at. at the being and for how big he is, how fluid he is, getting separation on those short routes, which like James, you and I have talked about Marcus Mariota, you know, being sort of gun shy for years. I, I do yeah. think Mariota he's got a little bit more effort to his game, it seems like, in the in the in the run with the Raiders for a couple I know. Couple of, a couple of games there. Like even totally. in the Falcons preseason <laughs> game. But I still think the bread and butter of a Mariota offense is gonna be sort of crossing routes, you know, stuff against yeah. zone coverage. So I think Drake London fits really well there. Um, my tier two of rookie receivers. Uh, and again, this is, this is not like rookie rankings for dynasty. This is not rookie rankings. Even like I'm I, I, you know, not even necessarily like the way I would draft them this year, but just immediate playing time. Um, I went with George Pickens and then Jahan Dotson for tier two. Um, can I, can I ask you about Dotson? I'm, I'm yes. a little torn on him. You know, um, I know fantasy Twitter loves Dotson. I, I'm not Re I'm really, not... I, we, I, I couldn't get anybody to care about John Dotson all off season. Okay. Like from an ADP <laughs> perspective, he was, no, he no, has you're been right. Buried. He's been buried. All but year. no, no, but, but in terms of like, you know, the, the, the pre-draft whole process, uh, like yeah. people loved Dotson. And I, yeah. and I struggle with it because I don't, I'm not all in. Talk to me about why Dotson um, can really be, I mean, again, we, we just got done with our hot take thing. And it's like, you know, I saw somebody post their hot take of, of Dotson's going to have more fantasy points than, than, uh, uh, than any other wide receiver in Washington. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that right. one. I don't, know. Know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But talk about to me about Dotson. Talk to me about Dotson. What does he do well? Um, and where do you think he kind of fits into this offense? And, and where can he succeed? Yeah, really like John Dotson's game because I think he's just reliable as hell. Um, I mean, number one, I, I do the superlatives article. If people are listening to the podcast, they haven't subscribed to Reception Perception. If you go to the site, you can look at the uh, rookie prospect superlatives article. Uh, right. and that's a free article if you want to test it out. I, I said in there that he is 
he has the best hands in the draft class. Uh, the lowest drop rate among the guys charted, catches everything. And he catches, like, for a small guy, and Jahan Dotson, not 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 big at all. He, he's pretty no. small, uh, like sub sub 190 pounds, like 5'9", something like that. Yep. Um, he catches everything away from his frame. He's great in contested situations. And, I mean, everybody, we know he's going to be playing with an erratic quarterback, a quarterback in Washington. There were plenty of um, – plenty of you know press clippings from Washington camp which is crazy that still from an ADP perspective there were so many glowing reports from Jahan Dotson and like you couldn't he just never went up to ADP charts on any site any platform but the the report from a training camp at mini camp stuff like that was oh man this Jahan Dotson really really good at catching like you know Wentz's off target passes it's like well no shit he got plenty of practice doing it <laughs> at Penn State man so that, bad so bad. I mean, especially when you're watching the games, uh, you know, on coaches film charting for reception perception, he's just open down the field. He's open in the intermediate zones and just getting thrown into contested situations, thrown into these spots where he's got to adjust to badly thrown balls. So um, I don't know that Jahan Dotson has like future number one receiver upside, but he's a great zone beater, solid man coverage beater. I compared him to like a Doug Baldwin type of a type of guy. Like, it sounds as if he actually will. Okay. It sounds like him and Curtis Samuel were sort of like shift between playing slot and flanker receiver in, in 11 personnel. But Jahan Dotson sounds like he's won the number two receiver job. Like he will, right. he will be on the field for almost every single snap. And I think that's because of his reliability and it's, be, it's because it's because of his ability to beat zone coverage and um, you know, not just win little bunny hop routes either. Like his success rate on out routes on, on uh, dig routes, stuff like that. He'll make some big plays in that regard, bro. When I look at this chart, man, it's like, I, I'm just, I'm like floored 92% success rate on the dig and an 89% success rate on the corner route. You don't, you just don't see that. Like what? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's good. unbelievable. He's a good player. He, he, he's just, a, I look at him and again, I, I don't know what the ceiling is for him okay. long term. But I do think, like, I think Terry McLaurin's the clear-cut alpha there, and I think he'll, yeah. he'll continue to do that. But like, okay. this is a uh, this is a, a unit in Washington wide receiver that like missed Curtis Samuel so badly last year, and like they were throwing just absolute goofballs out Nothing there. Like, Tommy Brown there. was was not a good rookie Nothing. receiver. I don't know what's going on there. And then like you know. Yeah, like Cam Sims are thrown out there at times, oh. you know, a bunch of bunch of just n- nothing there. So I think they really needed, um, you know, a guy that's just super reliable like Jahan Dotson. And I, I think that's the because he went to Washington is why nobody wants to be that excited about it, which is fine. <laughs> there you go. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. All right. Um, so we got uh, two tiers in. Who's your next tier? Yeah, next tier guy. And yeah, I had George Pickens just one spot above Jahan yeah. Dotson. But we talked, we talked about, about I, I feel like we yeah. talked about Pickens plenty. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Um, these guys. So basically the way I looked at it was the top two guys were like, no doubt set and forget it. You can actually probably get some like starting fantasy production in, in like multiple start receiver leagues from these guys. Yeah. Then Pickens and Dotson were like, they're going to pretty much play every single snap. And I like their talent. These guys are like, I think they can walk into starting roles eventually, okay. but I'm not, I'm not sure. And that's Traylon Burks, Sky Moore, and Jalen Tolbert. Um, mm. I actually think Tolbert has a chance to, because Dallas's receiving depth chart is so ridiculously bad yeah. that he has a chance to solidify himself as a starter in three receiver sets right, right. away. Um, Doesn't he profile to when I watch this guy's game, he profiles perfectly as like a secondary receiver. Like he's yeah, he's exactly what you want as your flanker, right? I, it's sort of like Marvin Jones ish in a way. Um, but I also think they've been playing him inside a little bit too, because they probably still want like CD lamb to be their flanker. And then they think Michael Gallup is like going to play sooner than later. We'll talk about Gallup a little bit later in the show, but like, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, um, they're, they're, they're like bullish that he's going to play. We'll see. And then I think they might want their 11 personnel set to be, Michael Gallup at X, CeeDee Lamb at flanker, and Jalen Tolbert maybe in the slot, or you know, alternating Tolbert and uh, CeeDee Lamb inside and out. So we'll see. But um, I do like Tolbert's game. He, he was actually kind of the guy in reception perception that stuck up on me the most. But uh, I, I put him behind these other two guys because I think he has less upside than them uh, from like a playing time perspective. Burks, I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I don't know. Like Burks is uh, the perfect guy. What I talked about off the top where like I'm ready to stop like arguing about stuff or people like arguing about like Gabe Davis and arguing about that. Like, I, I don't care. I'm done with like the Traylon Burks off season watch, like the, the big Traylon Burks bros, like the real Traylon Burks sickos. And like, then the people that really hate Traylon Burks, like just mi- reading into every mini camp report him playing in the fourth quarter of the preseason games. I'm just I ready know. to like see him play. You know, I'm just ready to see what he looks like in week one and I know. how they use him. Uh, I, I think he'll play a full complement of snaps, but I don't know that like it might not be till later in the year. Cause I don't think he's ready to ball. Like, I don't think he's ready. Um, so he, he I, I do have him on the top of this tier though. Cause if he does hit, that's a wide open depth chart, obviously in, in uh, Tennessee. If he hits, he could go bonkers. I mean, he's got right. the, you talk about athletic profile, the measurement size, speed, all of those things. Yeah, man. but I, I kind of disagree, dude. I don't think he's like really? from an athletic, just certainly like he's huge, but oh, his giant. athletic he's testing was pretty, pretty disappointing. Um, I know he's, he's fast on the field. Like he can definitely burn down the field a little bit, but I don't think that he's like a, a special athlete. Like you look at AJ Brown playing, you're like, that guy is a special athlete from a oh, size yeah. speed perspective. I think Burks is like fine. He's just not as he's just not as fast. I think as as he was sort of built up to be. Um, I don't know, man. And from a technique perspective, dude, he's just got he's got a long way to go too. I mean, he wasn't even playing like real wide receiver in in college, so um, he was playing and you know terrible success rate versus man press. Um, he's got a long way to go. Pretty, but I and it's funny too. I think that he um, he's a guy that could. He, he thrive in like a Juju Smith Schuster type of big slot receiver role, which the Traylon Burks bros hate that. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. you you hate it too. But like, oh, God, I kind of no. think that's the best role no. for him. But like, if you just look at Tennessee's depth chart, I'm going to talk about Kyle Phillips in a minute. Like, 
he, I think he's going to play a decent bit as their slot receiver. Robert Woods is definitely their flanker receiver. Nick yeah. Westbrook Akina is kind of going to roll out there God. as their ex. Like if Burks is replacing somebody at the back half of the season, it's probably Westbrook Akina, but I don't think like Burks is ready to play X receiver. So that's why I'm, I'm just very questionable on him this year. Yeah. We talk about a guy, I mean, just an absolute monster size, six two two twenty five. Okay. Just He's an huge. absolute giant out there. Uh, ran a pretty average four, five, five forty. Um, and again, the vertical jump, not that great either. A 33, uh, vertical jump, but broad jump though, was, was over 10 feet, um, which is great. I, I love seeing that. And I don't know, man, like you watch the game tape and it's just, he's a runaway freight train out there, you know? So, yeah. um, to me, it's, I, I, man, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I said, I just feel like if he gets going back half of the season, he's one of those rookies that absolutely, it feels like, because again, as you mentioned, the wide receiver room wide open targets available for days. Um, it just feels like he could explode. Let me, let me paint a crazy picture for you. Okay. Let's say Tennessee is out of it. They're just done. And they're like, all right, we're, we're in, we're just in rebuild mode. Let's just see what we got going on. How about Malik Willis starting for this unit and just chucking up deep balls to trailing oh, Burks and I just mean, go up and get it. And let's just see what happens, baby. Let's go. Dude. I, I haven't, by the way, I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to deal with like Malik Willis having gone to, he doesn't have any real ties to Virginia, but he did go to that other school in Lynchburg, Virginia, not the, not the fine <laughs> university of Lynchburg where I'm an alumnus okay. of. Yes. I'm not, not really shout out. I've got the mug back there. I, I don't know how I'm going to handle Malik Willis and like, you know, call him like the pride of Liberty or anything. We'll, we'll, we'll see how I deal with that. <laughs> Um, still working that one out. Liberty. (laughs) Still working. I'm still working that. I'm still working that part out, but I don't think like Malik Willis is ready to play like really, or like really ready. He can, he's going to be a great fantasy player as soon as he hits the field. But like, Oh, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that you want like Traylon Burks's routes run targets rising while Malik Willis is also rising. But I do think you're right though. There's a chance the Titans are like a, a, a total nightmare this year. Oh, 100%, man. I've said this many times, but they were on the right side of variance so often last year that it's got to come back, crashing back down to earth, man. Like, there's just no way. Um, They just feel super volatile. What what are we? We're three tiers in. How many more tiers we got? Well, so I I, last guy, by the way, in that tier was Sky Moore, who is my favorite prospect of this bunch. And I, I think has the best chance to be like this year's Amon Ross St. Brown drafted by folks dropped by folks great in the second half of the year. Cause he's just a baller dude. I think Sky Moore is really, really good. He's my favorite bet for like the post by rookie bump. Um, then, so my next tier of guys is like, we'll see, uh, oddly enough, I have two first rounders in this tier, Garrett Wilson and Jamison Williams. Really? Um, for one, Jamison, Jamison Williams, I, I know. Yeah, he's yeah. he's hurt. We don't know. We know nothing about Jameis. Okay, I get it. Um, when he's healthy, unbelievable athlete, uh, showed a lot uh, in terms of his, his game tape. Okay, uh, but talk to me about Garrett Wilson. That That's a surprising one to me. I, man, I think he's, I feel like he's pretty pro-ready. I, I mean, I don't know if he's pro. Interesting. Ready. I don't know. Good. He's got a good reception perception profile for sure. Um, I, I, I mean, he's got good scores against man uh, zone coverage. Okay. I do just question like the refinement a little bit. Like he's one of these guys that does waste a lot of movement. You know, this has always been like my problem with Amari Cooper who was and, and Jerry Judy too, like two guys that were great route runners in college, but 
I don't really think have been great route runners in the pros yet. I and mean, they've shown fla- Mark Cooper shown flashes, but I've always said he's the most overrated receiver in the NFL. Jerry Judy, I think has really not lived up to the billing just yet. Like uh-huh. a lot, like they do all these like fancy moves or whatever that work in college, but then like in the NFL, like guys shut that down kind of soon. So that's just one thing I, I have concerns about Garrett Wilson, but I also just think he's like kind of buried in New York right now. Um, okay. Elijah Moore is clearly their number one. Um, Corey Davis is going to be the number two, at least to start this year. And then uh, Braxton Berrios is like going to be their slot receiver for the most part. Like Garrett Wilson can leapfrog Davis or, um, uh, or Berrios at any time, but to start the year, it's not going to happen. Like, he's not walking into a starting job like Pickens or, or Dotson or, or any of these guys. Like maybe I should have Garrett Wilson in the tier. I probably should have Garrett Wilson in the tier higher. I think I'm being like a little unfair, but it's also just like, <laughs> okay, he could maybe become the second receiver on the jets. Like I think sky Moore could become the, you know, second receiver on the chiefs. You know, I think Traylon Burks could become the second receiver on the Titans. Jalen Tolbert could be the second receiver on the damn Cowboys. Like Garrett Wilson can maybe become the, I think it's more likely he becomes the three, on the Jets and like what is that really worth for this year I think going yeah, for forward year, I'm, right. I'm fine with yeah, Garrett yeah, yeah. Wilson but for this year okay. I'm just not confident he's going to get off to a hot start oh that's that one's interesting to me man I, I'm 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 bullish on Garrett Wilson uh, and again I think you're right I think from 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 a 2022 standpoint um oh god you're probably right like he probably is the number three if if everything goes well he's probably yeah. the number three right like Elijah Moore we know is most it's likely the, the number one um, and yeah, it's just going to be kind of a cast of characters there, um, as who, like who falls in the pecking order outside of Elijah Moore. It's just kind of like this hodgepodge of guys, right? I think as long as he's healthy, Corey Davis will be the two, uh, like playing on the outside too. And then they come into 11 personnel. I mean, I think, look, listen, I'm not like that big of a Corey Davis. Fan. Like, <laughs> okay. I think he's a, I think he's a jag, but like, I think yeah. that a rookie receiver type of guy it might take some, might take some time for him to him to jump up there, um, you know, in the rotation. You also have to remember too, they added to the tight end room, like CJ Uzama, Tyler Conklin, like those guys are going right. to play roles too. So it's just like how many targets are available. Um, but then the rest of so the rest of this tier. And again, I, pro- I probably should have put Wilson in the tier with Burks, Moore and Tolbert. Um, then this tier of guys here though, for me is Alec Pierce. And this is again, like we'll see. Um, I think they can earn playing time, but we'll see Alec Pierce, who I like David I like Bell, Kyle Phillips, and then like the Green Bay guys, you know, Christian Watson, uh, Romeo Dobbs. Um, I, I think those guys are worth watching. Wandale Robinson is another guy worth watching who we talked about earlier. And yeah. then like my deep sleeper is is Khalil Shakir, um, who I just I think he's a good player, but he's totally buried in in, uh, in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Can we talk about Alec Pierce a little bit? Um, you talk about a guy that I, you, it's just like peanut butter and jelly. When you talk about this guy's skill set and the role that he could potentially play uh, yeah. in Indianapolis, that's what I really like as a secondary potential secondary piece to Michael Pittman. Um, and I think he fills that that T.Y. role perfectly um, there in Indianapolis, a guy that can, again, run and we, we, we bag on running a bunch of nine routes or whatever. But in this particular <laughs> offense, though, they need that guy right? They need a guy that can go in over the top. And we're talking about a dude who's an, I mean, an athlete, man, six, three, he ran a four, four, one 40. And anytime you post a 40 inch vertical, I'm going to get hyped boy. Let me tell you. So six, three, 40 inch vertical, four, four speed, like, okay, bro. Like he is what you want to go, go in over the top. 
I like him. I, I think he's, he, by the way, he was like top six in success rate versus man and press, bot, like last in the league wow. in success rate versus zone, by the way, though. So that's okay. a weird. I that sort of weird. compared him to like the bad analysis of DK Metcalf coming into the league where he was like, just slants, posts, and goes, baby. Like, but that is Alec Pierce's <laughs> reception perception chart. It's like literally, that's it. Those are the routes. Uh, I, I think that's a good fit, though. I agree with you. Like when he was drafted, some folks said like, "Oh, it's a little like samey with uh, with Michael Pittman." But Pittman's like a slasher guy that wins underneath, yeah. wins in the short area, and like you know, Pierce can be their big uh, outside play guy. And it is funny, like Pierce is a freak athlete, but like nobody seems to care. Uh, nope. and, and I think he can play a little bit too. Yeah, that's what's that's strange to me, man. Um, all right, so those are your rookies, man. Um, it's an interesting list for sure. Um, the the kind of the the deeper guys that I'm I'm more interested in certainly Pierce and I think Tolbert. Man, he really has a chance. Uh, you take a look at his uh, reception perception profile, and I encourage everyone to go to the website to go check it out. But as you kind of sort of highlighted, he kind of sort of wins everywhere. Um, he's not, I don't know necessarily, and I think the game tape backs this up. I don't think he's dominant anywhere, mm-hmm. but boy, oh boy, the dude's pretty good just about everywhere. <laughs> and when you're yeah. talking about a secondary receiver to CD Lamb, I think that's exactly what you want. 